0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel drunk. Well, that might be overselling things, but these are some real tragedies of the alcohol world. People died. Fortunes were lost. Generally, not a good time. So Let's look back and see what happened. After this, we will probably need to have a drink. (coughs)
2: Fraser. Uh, I'm Christopher Walker
3: and I'm Casey Price. Hey, back <gasps> to back. What? It's a record of some sort.
2: <laughs> uh good to have you back, Casey. How's how's everything been going?
3: Swell. Um good stuff. I mean, it's I've been playing 2077 and and enjoying that and you know, I don't know how how things could be much better than that working from home. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I
2: I am laughing the 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 I won't say public, because it was just among us, but the shaming I got of like, Bob, it's been out less than 18 hours. Oh yeah. How have you put in 11 hours into this game? You yep. came out on PC early.
3: <laughs> a few hours early. 50% of the time it was out. You had played it a day later.
2: I mean, that's fair. I slept eight hours, and <laughs> I played uh, that morning, and I took breaks throughout the day. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that was my day off and that was that was I have been waiting ten years for this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ashley uh, got on to me. She was like, You leave him alone. He doesn't have kids. It's probably his day off. He's <laughs> like, Yeah, you're right.
1: That's this is what he gets to he gets to reap the rewards right now. He gets to take it in, play games. Meanwhile our child is like, Nah, four AM, I'm gonna wake up. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: Not only wake up, but wake up screaming.
1: I don't know, or just like, <laughs> like night terrors or something. I don't know, just like launch up screaming at the top of his lungs. Both of us have bad backs right now. So mm-hmm. and it's like that causes you to jerk awake, and then suddenly it's both of us being like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that's what it sounded like in that bedroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The neighbors uh, are wondering
3: what's going on.
1: Not wrong. Was it Wednesday? Um, He did that, and Brittany was in the shower and couldn't hear him. And it startled me awake, and my back, I threw my back out on Tuesday. I guess it's just go ahead and say that. I sneezed while bent over, helping him on the potty. Because we're 90. I sneezed while bent over, and I've basically been disabled for a week (laughs) because I sneezed. And I was trying to get to him, and it hurt so bad, and then my back spasmed right outside of his door. Like, I opened the bathroom door, and then I see him fall to his knees, and I was like, um. I screamed. It brought me to my knees in pain. Like, (sighs) like, he's crying in his room, Uh, so I was like, just get him. I was like, I'm just going to lay on the floor and die. (laughs)
2: You should should break your back. They'll give you some muscle relaxers for that.
1: (laughs) Uh. Well, see, the problem is you can't drink when you're taking muscle relaxers. Well, I mean that is a trade-off, <laughs> yeah. or Tylenol. Uh, so right now we're just riding on alcohol to numb the pain. That and I don't know. You can kind of see me in the back background of Britney's thing. I have a a heating pad strapped to my back, <laughs> and I have so, an
0: icy hot patch on right now on
1: my back. <laughs> we we old AF. This is this is life now.
3: I feel like there was a movie. Where there was this gig, or this, this bit, and where he like sneezes and hurts himself, like throws a hernia or something. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's like a Chevy Chase
1: movie. That feels like a Chevy Chase <sighs> movie, and I, I feel like Chevy Chase. It feels like an
0: episode I'm so of sorry. Modern Family, honestly.
2: <laughs> no one should ever feel like Chevy Chase. They Except should. Chevy Chase, he deserves that.
1: <laughs> he does, he's kind of a P.O.S. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my hatred for chevy chase will will stand the test of time
1: i hate him i like a lot of his movies i still but I want to watch him. christmas vacation I don't i'll care. still watch christmas vacation and fletch but uh, i have never farm. watched
2: it and what is funny is that like I, look i'll watch caddyshack and oh, that's because everyone else in caddyshack is just a treasure
1: so <laughs> did you see that um it, th- i th- i was mortified at first uh when the headline was just bill murray's brother dies and i was like oh no i thought it was the one who played the mayor in groundhog day and,
0: mm, mm-hmm. and
1: no it's uh i just not realize he has like five brothers or some crap but it's like his I... eldest brother who started the whole family down a track he was the inspiration for caddyshack
3: oh and wow and
1: he got a job as a caddy in high school, and that's what inspired all the other brothers to also get jobs as caddies, and what led to the writing of Caddy Shack. Huh. But he huh. passed away uh, last week. The that's, eldest uh, Murray brother. That's that's who was not an. That's
2: actor. sad because well yes but uh, yeah that's sad because one I'm so sorry for Bill Bill Murray's loss but also like that makes me realize that Bill Murray's in the age where he could pass.
0: Don't say oh. such things.
1: Uh, it's harder to come to terms with Mel Brooks is writing that line real tight.
3: And I, I feel like since Zombieland, I could have seen Bill Murray yeah. pass in any day. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not looking great in that movie.
2: I mean, there's that movie where he played FDR, and like <laughs> he don't look young there.
3: Uh.
0: <laughs>
2: uh but yeah it's
0: <laughs> all right someone brings <laughs> a super mood positive up. note <laughs> we've got
1: a super uh, depressing topic today as well but let's keep the mood
2: <laughs> let's keep that mood going up uh,
1: well on an up and up uh we have an
0: announcement in it's almost new year's eve you guys
1: <laughs> and it yes, is the diamond club Streamathon is coming straight at you whether you want it or not there's no stopping <laughs> this train
2: it has no breaks, it's but 20, also you don't want
1: hours. it. To. Twenty-seven hours of no breaks hmm. coming at your uh, face,
0: much like Twenty Twenty itself.
2: Uh yeah, and it's fine. We'll do our normal one show. No, and...
1: no, no. We're doing we're doing two shows.
0: No, we decided to overachieve this year. No, because uh, when was it wasn't last. And we'll, year? I'm sure we'll regret it later.
1: It was the year before last <laughs> that we did a two hour. Stint like oh, all yeah, together yeah. in a row, and that was like, "No, that was a bad idea."
0: Well, see, now we can compare
1: and say which was worse. <laughs> so now we're gonna do two hours, but it's gonna be split. And then we had to be, I guess, drama queens. Right. So we get New Year's Eve East Coast and New Year's Eve West Coast. So we, we get like we get the two important. <laughs> we did important not plan
0: ones. for this though. Like in reality, hey, we can we can we can determine
2: we can determine. Which we can determine who has the better party, if an East Coast party is fine, or if there ain't no party like a West Coast party. Because a West Coast party <laughs> Does that don't mean stop.
1: for the West Coast one we need to do all West Coast IPAs?
2: Oh my god,
0: that's an idea. <laughs> also, I was like, do we need to find the California love song?
2: <laughs> this is uh possibly. Chris is a uh is a non stop I hit idea machine, it seems. <laughs>
1: Uh no, we've already decided the first one. The so our first stream will be 11:30 p.m. Eastern to 12:30 a.m. Eastern, and we will be doing the entirety of Dragon's Milk releases from New Holland Brewing out of Michigan. So this,
2: this is why we have a reputation on <laughs> among done- Diamond Club as. That's we just had drunks.
1: <laughs> last is, this year, is why we
0: have fewer brain cells. at
1: this. Last point. year was the first year since the implementation of this show that we did not do a New Year's Eve, all of the Dragon's Milk variants for the year. And I, I was saddened by it. And it was yep. just because we didn't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> like there, it was just wasn't possible. We had too many good beers, and we were able to score getting Kent and Amos to come on, and I just paid a lot of money to ship beer to Alaska.
0: Oh, the yeah. utopia. Yeah. I mean, that was all, that was totally completely worth it.
1: Yeah, to get them the barley topias. <laughs> oh. But, Ooh. yeah. Uh, this year, we are going to, Casey Dose. <laughs> there were a number of Dragon's Milk variants that were released only at the brewery, and I was able to trade around because they were, it happened like during lockdown. Mm. How? And I was uh, not able to leave home because I had a child attached to me, and Brittany was going. She had to go to work. Like they wouldn't let her work from home, which was super dumb. But either way, I couldn't go. So I was able to trade around and get a hold of Stroop Waffle Dragon's Milk and the Triple Mash Dragon's Milk, which is like seventeen and a half (laughs) percent.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Oh. Yeah.
1: We're gonna die. It, yeah. It's get there are a lot <laughs> yeah. of variants this year. There's a lot of new ones that came out. I think like last year, so Solera, and then which they just if you listen to the news episode, they meddled with Solera this year, and then the Dragon's Milk White, which we've never had, and we'll have that on New Year's Eve. Like it's <laughs> it's shaping up to really be.
2: It won. It it won what gold or silver and barrel aged barrel light aged pale. ales.
1: <laughs> Barely, I like it. It was, I, the category shouldn't exist. But if it exists, I expect New Holland mm. to take the medal for it.
0: It's also like every time you say the Stroop Waffle variant, I'm just like, God, I want Stroop
1: Waffles. Heck oh, yeah! Ridiculous when you read like what they put Stroop. into it to get the Stroopwaffle Waffle flavor, and you're just like, oh. There
0: was that yeah. whole British Bake Off episode with about Stroopwaffles Waffles, and they like. Went and researched where they ca- like this whole thing about it, and I'm just like, God, I need these. Those, are anyway. those.
1: Those are those
2: airplane cookies, right?
0: Yes, kind of, but okay. like, imagine anyway, them good. Anyway, uh,
1: we no. encourage everyone. Uh, so that will be New Year's Eve uh, right here. You can find us on Twitch, and uh, you can find us on the Diamond Club Streamathon Twitch, which is everyone will be in there. That's where the chat will be active and be having a lot of fun. And uh, everyone, you can go get regular Dragon's Milk and Solera and the Dragon's Milk White. Those are all, like, those three are the core ones. You can get those pretty much anywhere (laughs) in the U.S. And we fully encourage everyone to get those three to drink along with us on New Year's Eve so you can get a flavor for all that. And then you might be able to, the vanilla chai variant is what's out right now. I've seen it still on shelves, and that one is very special to us because, as Casey knows, that is what got us into the Dragon's Milk variants. Mm-hmm. but uh you might be able to score that one. Uh we encourage you to get all of those and drink along with us as always. But the 2:30 our second time slot is 2:30 a.m. to 3:30 a.m. Eastern. We don't really know what we're going to be drinking for that. It's up in the air at the moment. So we Possibly
0: we'll, recovering. We don't know.
1: <laughs> we'll be on, we'll be drinking something uh bringing in <laughs> the West Coast. So that that will be a lot of fun.
3: So heads up Dragon's milk has recipes on their site. Oh no. Ooh. No. Things like dragon's milk caramel corn. Oh. A dragon's milk not. ribeye. Oh. Yeah. A dragon's milk old fashioned. Oh <gasps> be still my clogged fatty heart. <laughs> <laughs> a dragon's milk French
1: dip sandwich. There you go. I can only oh, get Zora. Right I can
2: <laughs> I want some majou. Oh,
1: I'll give you some au jus. not
2: oh, oh, no, I don't want your au jus. So there you go.
1: If that's not a sticker,
0: I don't want your au jus. That's an edit. Good luck tomorrow. I don't even want to think about tomorrow. <laughs>
2: uh. I was trying to be, right. you know, polite, and then I went, no, it's funnier if I just say it.
1: Uh. All right, well, um... <laughs> This is where we used to have a news segment, but now we've spun that out, and there's a whole new show where you can, this week, hear us uh, slow jack about Cincinnati Brewing <laughs> and why it's so great.
2: Yeah, it it's just as entertaining for me as it will be for you guys.
1: When it's uh, we go through the U.S. U.S. Beer Open Championships, and seriously, like... A third, or now we'll say a quarter of the medalists are from Cincinnati.
2: There are a lot from Cincinnati, and the number Uh, three
1: brewery overall is from Cincinnati.
2: Uh, Mm. but yeah, there's some other stuff like like the
1: smallest brewery in Cincinnati. On top of that,
2: yeah, you can you can go check out you know our newest update in this week in Aldi, and uh,
1: (laughs) always fun.
0: It also should be we should have a this week in Advent calendars
2: around oh. this time
1: of year, yeah, that's what we need to do because Aldi has a an advent calendar for the week between Christmas and New Year's
2: <laughs> right, that's a like very specific
3: <laughs> I just imagine
2: if... like, one of those wines needs to be called five golden rings
1: hmm. why not to rule them all
2: I was just saying it's the only part of the song anyone knows. People come in from different rooms to sing that part. Like, five, go, ring. That is
0: the longest it's taken us for the uh, Eddie Eddie Izzard Izzard reference. reference. (laughs) Eddie Izzard (laughs) dressed
1: kill reference. (laughs) Jesus.
0: Sorry, there's a... Dragon's milk banana bread. Situa- okay. I'm... Oh yeah, no, no. Go to. <laughs> I'm to stop this right now. Go to
1: Untapped and look at the variants they've made. No, no, that's no. Not a never... Variant.
0: It's literally uh, banana br- banana
1: bread with dragons milk. Oh my milk. god. <laughs> but, but, by the way, I. We're no, we're doing that for New Year's Eve. Dragon's I have milk some, banana bread.
2: I have some sad news. My uh, my mother makes some, some bomb ass banana bread, and uh. Dragon's milk in it. Uh, what? Well, it doesn't need it. It's that good. Uh, it has, uh, I had some earlier, and then the seal on the container didn't keep, and it got moldy. Oh, oh. That's the and worst. I looked at it, and I was just heartbroken.
1: <laughs> you were like, I can cry. scrape that off, right?
2: I'm just I like, I mean, it's just penicillin, right? I'm just going to be extra healthy.
1: <laughs> That's how that works. Do I have an infection? <laughs> this will take care of it.
2: I do have a sinus infection. This can...
3: <laughs> do you remember our dorm fridge. Yes. And it got moldy. Uh, the less spoken about that the better. <laughs> that was a fun experience. <laughs> I think there're still photos hanging around somewhere. So
2: <laughs> the, the 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 question of where do these flies come
3: from? Oh.
1: Speaking of photos somewhere and flies, I think we have a topic.
0: We're not that drunk, seeking
3: for we not, not, not that drunk, drunk. we not, not that drunk, we're not
1: that drunk. We really needed to don't have like an... Eh, I don't know about all that, but, but what? We needed to have like an Irish dirge, like ready to go. Oh, the, oh like,
0: Danny boy. Playing pipes, lowly in the like, background. So
1: drinking. Because this is not a like fun episode.
2: Well, I mean...
1: It's interesting.
2: It's interesting, and it's fun up until we talk about the deaths. Uh, (laughs) uh, This uh, Okay, so a little precursor. This episode started trying to be just one of these stories.
0: That's how it usually works, isn't it?
2: (laughs) And then we kept finding more, and I'm pretty sure we're going to do more of these in the future. Because I, I found more than just these. And I went, okay. Well then.
1: Yeah, there were a lot more, and that's we don't even include what was like the second biggest one. Like, Uh, for good reason. And that when I found it on another list, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't know that that historic incident was from a distillery. Hmm. Yeah. And so so we've got like, oh, we could do that one. I was like, we can work that one in later.
2: There is a there is a separate doc in our shared folder that is just sources for disasters now. Yeah. That we're
1: just,
2: <laughs> yeah. we just tossing stuff into when we find them because I'm just, like, okay, yeah. Just that's... gonna
1: go ahead and tell you if you look at the 1800s and uh, yes. bourbon distilleries, um, a lot of them burned down <laughs> in huge tragic fires. Well, uh, well and the ones that I survived mean, it didn't make it past prohibition. So
3: <laughs> you were you you certainly weren't using electric heat for these <laughs> yeah. distilleries
1: so you know and you
2: know you could only sit there and rub the you know rub the stuff so like okay my hands are only this warm is that is that hard rubbing,
1: enough rubbing the copper pots <laughs> i don't yeah. think that'll get you where you need to be
2: it gets me where i need to
3: be but <laughs> polish the copper <laughs> all right so
1: uh, let's start out... New, like our new, our new thing for masturbating, I'm going to go polish the copper. This week and everything's a euphemism. It's the new, it's the new uh, have a drink euphemism for masturbation. I'm going to go polish the copper.
2: It just makes me... That has weird connotations that I don't want to talk about in the show.
1: Every episode now, I just like, I need to go update the store. It's a new, it's a new <laughs> shirt, and I, I need a new glass. I need a bourbon glass that says, gonna go polish the copper.
2: Polish the copper. Alright, uh, so let's start off with uh, the one that kind of sparked the whole whole research into this. Uh, the Great London Beer Flood.
1: Because the London Beer Flood, they were like, there was a Cincinnati Beer Flood, but it wasn't quite nearly this level.
2: <laughs> In the early 19th century, the m- mill. I, I'm not. I've never been quite sure how to say this name. Uh, Mew? Mu. M e u uh, x. Brewery was one of the two largest in London, along with Whitbread. Uh, in 1809, Sir Henry Mew, uh purchased the Horseshoe Brewery at the junction of Tottenham Court and Oxford Street. And I'm just picturing Hotspurs right now, uh, the British Premier League. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mew's father, Sir Richard Mew, had previously co-owned uh, the Griffin Brewery at uh, Liquor Pond Street, now Clerkenwell Road, uh, which he had uh, constructed the largest vat in London, capable of holding two—sorry, uh, twenty thousand imperial barrels. Those uh, are barrels that hold <laughs> dominion over other barrels.
1: I was gonna say, what Gosh. what marks an imperial barrel over?
2: It sailed into a different barrel and put a flag there. <laughs> um, Henry Mew uh, emulated his father's la- large vat and constructed a wooden vessel 22 feet tall, capable of holding 18,000 Imperial barrels. Uh, these barrels all had eagles with two heads looking different directions. Sorry, i just going to keep making Imperial jokes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 80 long tons, such as 81 metric tons, of iron hoops were used to strengthen the vat. Apparently not enough. Uh, Mew's, uh, if Mew... only
1: they'd used 20 more!
2: <laughs> Mew brewed only porter. Dark beer. Uh, that was first brewed in London and was the most popular al- alcoholic drink in the capital.
1: Not all heroes I... wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. He knew he knew what was up. Londoners and their porter. Uh, Mew
2: and Company brewed uh, 102,493 imperial barrels in 12 months, up to July in 1812. Uh, porter was left. The porter was left in large vessels to mature for several months, or up to a year for the best quality versions. A little background before, uh, you know. The impending doom. Uh, At the rear of the Horseshoe Brewery ran New Street, a small cul-de-sac that joined onto Dighton Street. uh, This was within the St. Gill's Rookery. The rookery, which covered an area of eight acres, uh, was, quote, perpetually decaying slum, seemingly always on the verge of social and economic collapse, Mm. according to Richard Kirkland, a a professor of Irish literature uh, who had something to say about it.
1: Well, at least it Uh, wasn't, like, a children's hospital. Like, this (laughs) could...
2: Let's see Curtis go, Oh, the hood. Yes. (laughs) The the, uh, 19th century British hood. Um,
1: (laughs) It was a lot more proper than you would expect.
2: No, I imagine it wasn't. Jack Um, the
1: Ripper was, you know, lurking around. There you go.
2: That's probably more accurate. Uh, Monday, 17th, October... 1814, a terrible disaster claimed the lives of at least eight people in St Giles, London. Uh, or Giles, I guess that's how they say. That's how they say his name in Buffy, right? Giles.
0: They say Giles, but that's
1: also the American version, so I don't know.
2: Right, but he was British.
1: True, true. There's a St Giles uh, in Scotland, and I'm assuming it's Giles. It, I've heard it pronounced Giles. I've I've heard both, yeah. so I'm gonna go with Giles
3: because yeah. Buffy. Well, what about the J-Giles? <laughs> well, you know,
2: th- his baby was a centerfold. Um, mm. hurt. Blood That's... runs cold, especially as a bizarre industrial accident resulted in the release of a beer tsunami into the streets around Tottenheim uh, Court Road.
1: That sounds like a pretty metal song. <laughs> the beer tsunami of <laughs> Tottenheim Road. It does. It actually... That's, oh yeah. Why has Monomarth not released that song yet? No.
3: No, definitely Bluegrass. <laughs> I mean, bluegrass is just,
2: is, is just countries. It's just the, you know, it's the metal country.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, it's more intense and faster. I say, yeah, it's the, we can't play, we can't not play fast physically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: The horseshoe brewery stood at the center of the great Russell street and Tottenham court uh, road in 1810. Uh, I've mentioned most of this already. Sorry. Part of this got, uh, copied over from a different thing uh an 18 uh, october 17 1814 one of the iron rings of the tank snapped around an hour later the whole tank ruptured releasing hot fermenting ale with such force that the back wall of the brewery collapsed <laughs> Jesus. think of how strong that has to be for your back wall to just give way
1: or how crappy your back wall has to
2: be i mean there's probably a little column a, a little column b
1: uh, I was going to say, you know, I've had some dinners that caused the back wall to collapse. <laughs> and... <laughs> i so happy uh, to take a drink at that very
0: minute.
2: Well, the uh, uh, the force also blasted open several more vats, adding to their contents to the flood, which now burst forth onto the street. More than 320 gallons of beer 20, were released 000. into the... 20,000 gallons of beer. Sorry.
1: 320,000 gallons.
2: 1,000 gallons of beer released into the area. Uh, This was the St. Giles' Rookery. densely populated London slum of cheap housing, tenements inhabited by poor, the destitute prostitutes,
1: and criminals. So everyone was running to grab anything that could hold liquid.
2: Uh, Spoilers, that's later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's just what you do.
2: Uh, the flood. The flood reached George Street uh, and New Street within minutes, swamping a tide of uh, with a tide of alcohol. The fifteen-foot-high wave of beer and debris inundated the basements of two houses, causing them to collapse. In one of the houses, Mary Banfield and her daughter Hannah were taking tea when the flood hit. Both were killed. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just picture like them like pouring. Tea. Oh, yes. No, and so how was how was Mister? Do you hear that sound? Uh Oh, um, anyway, in the basement of the uh, other house, a Irish wake was being held for a boy that died the previous
1: day. Oh God! And that Irish wake became the greatest Irish wake in history. Four mourners were killed. <laughs> like I said,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <all> about perspective. <laughs>
2: No, the irony, stop. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just seeing Curtis in the chat. Uh, all right. Uh, in case of
1: emergency, the coffin can be used as a flotation device.
2: <laughs> the wave also took out the wall of the Tavistock Arms Pub, tra- <laughs> trapping the teenage barmaid Eleanor Cooper in the rubble. In all, eight people were killed. Three brewery workers were rescued from a waist-high flood, and another was pulled alive from the rubble. So, there were some survivors. Uh,
1: I feel bad for making jokes, but at the same time, I feel enough time has passed.
2: <laughs> it has been, it has been more well than two, two weeks. Seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, All, yeah. All this so, free beer led to hundreds of people scooping up liquid in whatever containers they could. Some resorted to just drinking it, leading to reports of deaths of a ninth victim some days later from alcohol poisoning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> true hero. He was literally drinking out of a gutter and died.
3: So w- one of the things kind of think about here is how this probably killed... Um, it doesn't necessarily have to drown you, but asphyxiation from yeah. CO2. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Because you've got a level... You know, you had... Let, let's say that the level of beer in the streets so even though you had a 15 foot high wave level of beer in the streets was maybe you know two feet let's say
2: yeah cause if you have that wave it's going to be that initial crest and then once it's passed you, you you're probably standing in waist high or lower and As you're
1: inside and even after the wave has gone if you made it through then all the oxygen is going to be gone <laughs>
3: So you've got one to two volumes of CO2 dissolved in fermenting beer. And so if you think of that as being if you had four foot of of beer, you've got another four to eight feet of pure CO2. Although what likely happened is that it's more dispersed and you're at, you know, 30 percent concentration for a wider area, which is still enough to kill you. Yeah. Uh, but just we that need, displacement we need fair of the amount oxygen. of oxygen.
2: Yeah, we need a fair amount of oxygen concentration in our air to be able to survive.
3: Yeah, and CO2, I think the problem with it is it actually displaces um, oxygen on being able to to pick up. So even if there is oxygen, the CO2 level can displace that. Well, we've
2: got a quote from The Times in 1814, uh, which says, "...the bursting brew house walls and the fall of heavy timber materially contributed to the aggravated mischief by forcing the roofs and walls of adjoining houses." uh some relatives exhibited uh, relatives exhibited the uh, corpses uh, of the victims for money. In one house, the macabre ex- exhibition resulted in the collapse of the floor under the weight of all the visitors, plunging everyone into a waist high into uh, a beer flooded cellar. So people were looting corpses.
0: Wow, and they,
2: yeah. Uh. So remember that scene in uh, in a Christmas carol where they're like, you know, robbing dead scrooge yeah that oh. that happened except they then collapsed down into a
3: you know cellar of beer you know more than anything else i think this should bring along the um the enforcement of building codes yeah <laughs> <laughs> this whole the
0: thing is st- an ocean nightmare <laughs> yes
3: Uh, The stench of beer
2: in the area persisted for months afterwards. Yeah, it was in the wood. (laughs) Uh, Mm. The brewery was taken to court over the accident, but the disaster was ruled to be an act of God, leaving no one responsible.
1: Well, if only they'd put three more iron bands (laughs) on the vat. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the 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 flood cost of the brewery was around uh, 23,000 pounds then, approximately 1.25 million pounds today. However, the company were, was able to reclaim the excise duty paid on the beer, which saved them from bankruptcy.
3: <laughs> Great. Yeah, you don't have to pay taxes on that half a million <laughs> gallons that just went down the street.
1: You only yeah. killed eight people. It's fine. Charge the uh, city because you clean the street. <laughs>
3: uh, they were
2: also granted uh 7,250 pounds about 400,000 pounds a day as compensation for the barrels of be- of lost beer. From who? Uh, did I mean, they guessing, have an insurance? insurance? Uh I, mean, I I I insurance existed by then. Hmm. Of some form. Uh the unique disaster responsible for the gradual phasing out of wooden fermenting fermentation casks to be replaced by uh, lined concrete vats. The Horseshoe Brewery was demolished in 1992, and the 1922. Dominion 1922. Sorry, and the Dominion Theatre now sits partly on its on on its site. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay. World famous theater.
2: Yeah. So now we come to. A interesting one.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, beer can't take all of the credit for these weird stories. The how do we Vallejo? I think so. Yeah.
0: I believe so.
2: Yeah. The
1: Vallejo warehouse fire. A wine storage company, a Wine Central warehouse in Vallejo, ten miles south of Napa, caught fire in 2005. We have a very recent one. Hmm. The facility stored wine for some forty private collectors, as well as barrels and case lots for nearly a hundred wineries in Northern California, ranging from prominent estates such as Whitehall Lane and Justin and v- Viator, sure, uh, to sure. boutique startups. After they had time to assess the damages, some wineries, including Long Meadow Ranch, Relic, Trace, Saber don't know wine and von strasser learned that hey we're trying to so we're doing a lot of wine heavy episodes now uh learned that they had lost entire vintages even debut vintages or entire collections saintsbury for example lost its wine library yeah
2: that this was this was pretty thorough and uh what vanished
1: The company was owned and run by Mark Anderson. Anderson was a man... If
2: if everything was on property at the time. Let's keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anderson was a man about town in the Sausalito area who wrote hobnobby columns about town goings-on and sat on the boards of local organizations. He also spun wild yarns, telling people he invented voicemail. (laughs) Or managed the rock and roll band Iron Butterfly. Who the F even is that?
3: <laughs> that like, if you're going to make something up,
0: <laughs> like, stretch it a little I, bit.
2: I, I, I'm pretty sure he meant like Iron Maiden or uh, there is something butterfly. Uh, I don't know. But.
3: In, yeah. Inga Davida.
2: Inga Inga Davida. Oh, Iron Butterfly.
1: Is, oh. Yeah, that is Iron Butterfly. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. He also claimed to have been an Israeli spy, and then he once had lunch with Chairman Mao. What? You okay. know,
2: <laughs> I will say the other person that claims to have been uh, involved in espionage I can think of off the top of my head that this seems familiar to uh, is involved in the cocaine bear story of Kentucky.
1: So, oh, well, okay. In truth, he was living off his sickly father's savings, the move created a horrible rift between Anderson and his brother, Stephen, who created a website called Corpulent Raider to call out what he saw as his brother's predatory behavior.
0: Jeez.
1: Dinkenspiel.
0: Dinkenspiel. Dinkl-
1: describes Anderson <laughs> as a self-taught wine connoisseur who had a deep love of everything wine-related. He loved wine so much, she writes that he traveled regularly to Italy and France and spent much of his time eating and drinking, as most of us do.
0: As one would, yes. In August
1: 1999, Anderson opened a wine storage facility called Sausalito Cellars, and the first few years saw robust business somewhere along the way, though. His finances took a fall, and it occurred to him that he had a large, valuable asset at his disposal, his client's wine collections.
2: (laughs) Dun-dun-dun.
1: Anderson began selling wine, not his. Yeah. <laughs> over, I the mean, next, it was in
2: his property.
1: Uh, over the next few years, he sold $279,418 worth of wine to one buyer and $296,235 worth to another. By 2002, his business had grown so successfully that he moved into a larger space. I mean, if you're selling it off, what's the point getting a larger space? Yeah. Just sell it faster.
2: They, they have mm. to know that it's that it's there. Yeah. Like like you have the room to hold what what they're going to bring you.
1: It's like,
3: easier to to hide it. <laughs> it's a bigger room, so you can hide it easier. By right.
1: 2003, Anderson had gotten into such a rhythm that he didn't even try to hide his illicit dealings from his employees. Anderson would pull out a box, strip off all signs of his client's name, and then hand the boxes over to a hired seller worker to put in a van. He was so open about his theft that one of his employees on the space on the space on his time card used to designate duties wrote, "Helped destroy evidence." Jesus, I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I was like, "Oh no, nope, that's going in." This-
1: Wow. Helped destroy evidence between two <laughs> and six thirty today. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I feel like
0: that could be on a lot of resumes. <laughs> um,
1: um, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's not <laughs> get into specifics.
0: Yeah. So later that year, a restaurant client going through bankruptcy, uh, Samuel Maslek. Uh, was ready to pick up the 756 cases of wine he'd stored with Anderson, worth about 650 thousand dollars, <laughs> so he could sell them. When his driver arrived with the truck, though, he found just 144 cases. Oh! Anderson offered a furious Maslik a litany of excuses. Can
2: you imagine showing up with like a U-Haul truck or something to pick <laughs> up all your all your wine, and the guys there with like, you know. 10 cases, and he's oh like, God. where's my wa-? Uh, y- Yeah, like, um, y- y- you sold a whole lot. Didn't you get that order? I y- have the invoice somewhere over here.
0: <laughs> God. uh, Yeah, so word spread, and Anderson Anderson's other clients began to check on their collections, only to find them largely emptied out. His buyers stopped buying from him, but Anderson got around that by simply creating a new company under a new name, and selling to the same people, who apparently weren't well-versed <laughs> in the art of make, making background checks. Yeah. Uh, despite the sales, business was faltering, and Anderson needed a new facility for Sausalito sellers. He found it at Wines Central, a massive wine warehouse where he rented a 2,500-square-foot bin. Uh, by 2004, Anderson was facing civil suits from numerous clients, and in t- April 2005, a SWAT team raided his home, finding, quote, a stack of books on how to disappear. Ah. <laughs> it's amazing. Anderson, meanwhile, continued selling wine. Is this? Because, so sure.
1: That's like equivalent <laughs> in office space when they're looking up how to launder money in yeah. the dictionary. Uh,
0: um, yeah. That June, the owners of Wines Central told Anderson he needed to leave the facility and have his inventory out by September. Anderson, who knew the owner before he opened the warehouse and helped him hunt for investors, considered it a betrayal. He seethed and threatened to sue, but his biggest concern was the law was closing in. Searching for a way out, he concluded that a fire at Wines Central would make the embezzlement charges impossible to prove, as he could always say that the missing wine had simply been misplaced and had been elsewhere in the warehouse at the time of the fire.
2: Welcome to how the fire started.
0: Wow. Mm. What a dick. Okay. Uh, the prosecutor... It did
2: evaporate, Curtis. It evaporated <laughs> when it boiled.
0: God. Uh, the prosecutor on the case later estimated that the wine's central fire destroyed four and a half million bottles of wine, worth around $277 million. Uh, many small wineries had most or all of their inventory at Wine Central and learned that insurance would not cover their losses oh. as wine in a warehouse was considered, quote, in transit. What?
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, no, there's a whole article that I was reading where they like, yeah, no, <laughs> we're not paying you anything. That's insane. You're not covered. Sucks uh, to be yeah. you.
0: Many wineries also stashed their libraries, samples of every wine they ever produced, at Wine Central. The fire wiped out their histories. Anderson was arrested in March 2007 on 19 counts, including arson, interstate transportation of fraudulently obtained property, mail fraud, use of fictitious name in connection with a scheme to defraud, and tax evasion.
1: (laughs) That's the number one thing that will always get you busted is tax evasion. Yeah.
0: Uh, he was sentenced to 27 years in prison and ordered to pay 70.3 million dollars in restitution. I better check on that can't now. Can't really I can. do,
2: for yeah. Prison.
1: <laughs> oh, hmm. I wonder how much of it he served and if he's actually still in prison or if he got out.
2: If you want to get really depressed on uh, how how little like problems there are from like white collar crimes, like you know fraud go watch the McMillions documentary
1: oh yeah I I haven't watched that because I didn't want to get upset it's a
2: it's a really good documentary but at the end you're just kind of like they they served how? some of them you're kind of like okay I understand that you only served X amount of time because you were part of the scheme but you did get kind of screwed but the guys behind it you're like oh so you did nothing really why, why not commit white-collar crime?
3: Hmm. Interesting. The guy looks like what you would expect him to look like.
2: Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Uh-huh. I, I saw some mug shots while I was doing research, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Inter-
3: Anyways, moving on from beer and wine to whiskey. Hey, this, uh, has, this
2: has both elements of the last couple stories, a flood and fire.
3: Uh-oh. At William Smith's inquest, his father, James, spoke to confirm he was a laborer, unmarried, and 21 years old when he died. That was on Tuesday evening, the previous Friday. William met his neighbor, John McGrain, at the corner of Bow Street and Dublin's north inner city. Word was quickly spreading of a huge fire engulfing the liberties. It was 10 p.m. on June 18, 1875, and the two young men decided to cross the city to take a look. Earlier at 4.45, Malone's malt house and a bonded storehouse on Chamber Street where some 5,000 barrels of whiskey and other spirits were being stored, were checked, and all was in order. At 8 p.m., however, the alarm was raised, according to a report in the Irish Times. The fire spread quickly as the flames reached the wooden casks holding the liquor. They burst open, sending a burning river of whiskey flowing through the streets. By the time William and John set out for the blaze, the flow measured two feet wide, six inches deep, and stretched more than 400 meters down one side of Mill Street. Oh my All
2: god. All right. Think Jeez. about
3: that. 6 inches deep, 2 feet
2: wide of whiskey just pouring down the street. <laughs> Burning.
3: <whiskey. laughs> on fire.
2: Half a f- half a foot of whiskey just coming down the road. Yeah, it's on fire, but fires go out. Whiskey is forever.
3: <laughs> so livestock was common in the city at the time and this quills of fleeing pigs oh, cool. added to the chaos. It's, it's It seems like when Hey Arnold opens the door to the house. Yeah, and there's <laughs> the, the one apartment. pig that his grandmother yeah. has. Yeah. What's um, the
1: pig's name? Oh, it's on the tip of my brain. Oh. Uh,
3: it starts with an H, isn't it? It's
2: like uh, Herbert or. Uh, okay, c- keep
0: talking. I'm... It's Abner.
1: Abner. 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 It, okay. Uh,
0: how did. You... Okay.
1: <laughs> Look, I watched every episode of Hey Arnold. I even watched. I, had, the movies. I've, I've, I did too, but I grew up. How did you
0: remember it. that? Sorry. <laughs>
3: Continue, so, sorry. Uh, amid the frightening bustle, crowds gathered along the stream of alcohol. For many, the Inferno p- presented a rare opportunity. Uh, a lot of rare opportunities, I believe. It is stated that caps, porringers, and other vessels were in great requisition to scoop up liquor as it flowed from the burning premises. And, disgusting as it may seem, some fellows were observed to take off their boots and use them as drinking cups. The
2: uh, Look... The alcohol won't kill anything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's where we got Das Boot was from this. You
2: ever, you ever drink whiskey from a shoe?
3: <laughs> it took me forever, by the way, to realize that that was the same guy that was in, in the das British, Bo- Bake, Off. British yeah. Bake Off.
1: Yeah. He even references it <laughs> oh, several oh, times. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as he was on there, I looked at Brittany. I was like, oh, they have old Greg on here now. <laughs> yeah. Old Greg is on in British
0: Bake Off. It's amazing.
3: So what was the result Eight men were carried in a comatose state To Meth hospital Um, Meath Meath hospital M-E-A-T-H Um, Twelve to Jervis hospital Three to Stevens hospital One young man to Mercer's hospital And even those numbers don't represent the entirety Of the persons uh, Put or to combat by the drink. And that was in quotes. Um, In all, 13 people are understood to have died as a result of the fire. None of the deceased perished in the flames, nor did they die of smoke inhalation, each succumbed to alcohol poisoning from drinking (laughs) freely of the derelict whiskey. Among them, Mr. Smith, our 21-year-old unmarried laborer.
1: Thirteen yep. people died from drinking themselves to death on free whiskey flooded into the street. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh uh, like this was one that I saw and I was like, this.
0: Yeah, no, that's. I,
2: I don't know when my family came when when parts of my family came over from Ireland. Obviously, wasn't one of these thirteen people, but I, <laughs> I, you know, just feels right. I was like, no, know, I'd have been there going, like, yeah, we'll just scoop this up, save a bit for later.
1: So like uh the that town with the with the winery and the whatever the plumbing oh, is. Oh yeah, uh the, the and it backed all in, their... backed into the town's plumbing and everybody's taps are pouring wine and every, as this is reported everyone <laughs> was just grabbing buckets and filling everything up.
2: Yeah, they're like they're getting bottles, buckets, whatever sort of, they're like, No, get the wine now, turn everything on full blast.
1: <laughs> Bathtubs uh. of wine.
2: Yeah, because they were making like a a, a wine pipeline. Pipeline. Yeah. yeah. And something got uh, plumbed wrong.
3: Or <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Or right. So but, yeah, yeah, there's that's... definitely gonna be more episodes in this vein because there's oh, too yeah. many good stories there's... out there.
2: Once
0: unfortunately, we there's too many disasters.
2: Yeah, I, hopefully not all of them end up in deaths. A lot of them usually are just, oh, look at this massive spillage, or there's a big fire here. But
0: or like the structure or
1: something, yeah. Well, I mean, there's... An, I can think of all countless whiskey fires that have happened in our time. You've got the Heaven Hill fire, you've got the Jim Beam fire that happened, what, two years ago?
2: Uh, I think so. And then there's the... Um, uh, one of the ones I was looking at for for this was like the um, uh, uh, when Buffalo Trace had a collapse oh. at the Rick House, yeah, yeah and yeah, the wall
1: yeah. collapsed.
2: Yeah. yeah, and they just went, well, well, let's rebuild it, and now it's the E. H. Taylor. Um...
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, and then um, there's the tornado mm-hmm. that went through, and so that that's where you got the tornado bottles as well of. Huh
2: yep so there's there's a lot more of these to go through uh but this is something to start out with at least and you know we'll probably have uh alcohol disasters too electric boogaloo <laughs> sometime in the future i guarantee you that'll be the name of the episode oh because... yes yeah,
0: yeah.
1: well it's a requirement because I mean, of us.
0: yeah
1: all right well speaking of <sighs> us what's everyone been drinking
2: what what have us been drinking <laughs>
3: Drink with me, friend.
1: All right, well I guess on our side we've had a couple. Um clear clearing some things out because I expect to be buying more beer. Actually I've already bought more <laughs> beer you? and it's a matter of getting my hands on it because our friend from Chat Smoke has a lot of my beer from Chicago that we're we're gonna have to meet up and at some time in the near future. So get my
3: hands. Bob's going to be bringing you about two-thirds of a case up there as well.
1: <laughs> it's
2: in my closet in the dark, <laughs> just just in a decently temperature-controlled apartment, which is better than I've had before.
1: It- Either way, got to make room. So uh, we're clearing some things out. We're drinking uh, a 2018 Dark Charge Mole. is what we started off Ooh. with uh, from Braxton Ooh. Brewing. It's Imperial Stout, bourbon barrel-aged with ancho chili, vanilla, cinnamon, and... Cocoa. I'm gonna say cacao. 13.5 <laughs> percent. And uh, to top it off, we decided to chase it with uh, Imperial chacao Cinnamon Roll from Listerman Brewing Company or Triple Digit, which was their brewery when Ohio didn't allow. What was it? Whatever. Ohio didn't allow Ye- beer to become to be over like over a seven, certain. Yeah, is like seven percent or something. It's it's
2: why Kentucky was the the spot to make some breweries for the greater Ohio area or greater Cincinnati area. They
1: created the label triple digit, which was like technically a winery or a meadery or something. And so they could release the higher ABV beers through that label. But that's what it came out as. It's a hazelnut triple brown ale with who knows what added to make it taste like a cinnamon roll. (coughs) 16.3%. <laughs> yep. do so we want uh, being tonight an un- unwilling like not un- well not unwilling but unknowing you were forced i just grabbed the, these the goal was Arm- not
0: like let's get trashed, you know our <laughs> Ar-
2: arms twisted you're just back going, no no send cash he knows jujitsu
1: my, my back appreciates it i will say that yeah
2: yeah see i told you after a su- Trust trust the man with a broken back. After a certain <laughs> point, alcohol will fix that back pain. <laughs>
0: what back pain? That and the what back pain. That's that, that that's the, the commercial uh, right there.
1: That and the um I'm so drunk I can't even think of what it's called. The heating pad? The heating pad, yeah, <laughs> that I have strapped to my back. Because 'Cause I'm now standing up.
2: Uh you're standing and delivering your Your beer choices.
1: I'm standing with like a girdle holding (laughs) this thing on my back because my back is in agony. It's fine. Okay.
2: All right. What have you been drinking? I have been drinking uh, an Imperial Coffee Stout. Uh, I don't know of its exact name as there was no label on this bottle. Uh, (laughs) But this came from Broken Throne Brewing. Uh, Is it officially... Uh, existing yet I, it I,
3: is let me because tell you the... I was the
2: first person to check in on an untapped
3: okay
2: <laughs> um pu- pu- pu-
3: pu- so i can <laughs> guarantee
2: you what its score is on untapped
3: <laughs> all right so that is a collaboration beer yes
2: saw that with um
3: it is called the knights of hambly okay and it is a bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Coffee Stout. Um, eleven ABV, 50 IBUs, give or take. Yeah.
2: With with dueling barrels and Lincoln Road.
3: Yep. Uh Dueling uh, Barrels is a division of all Yeah,
2: I was gonna say that's the the barreling place that's like right across the street from you. Yep.
3: Yeah. And then um Lincoln Road's a local coffee roaster. Okay, I was
2: wondering what the other nice. part was, but
3: yeah, well, uh, so we used a locally roasted coffee. Literally, everything that we got for this beer, you was, know, minus the 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 grains, but like after it was a beer, um, came from within like a walking distance of downtown Pikeville. That's awesome. Uh,
2: so. And so I I had some of that, which I uh, acquired. It was mm-hmm. it was.
3: In a pickup that I had uh, when the brewery was closed. <laughs> yeah, we're finally back open for regular pickup. We redid the online store, so that's nice. That <laughs> I like up. that I was the only person to order the week of Thanksgiving. We uh, I mean, we
2: weren't announcing, so it was kind of like... And you had forgot to shut the store down. <laughs> yep. And I had purchased it that morning before I was going to drive down, and I just get a text that goes, you you are the one that called. You to put an order in, right? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have it for you. Just, just come pick it up. Don't, don't worry about it. You, you paid. You're fine. <laughs> okay.
1: There would have been more had we been able to travel for Thanksgiving.
2: Uh, uh, nice. Uh, but I had, uh, but yeah, I've had, I've had this. It's a 11% ABV. Uh, I'll tell you what its score on Untapped is, 4.75. Nice. Damn near perfect.
3: Dice. <laughs> it's uh, nice.
2: Oh, it's so good! It smells heavenly.
3: Hmm. Uh, it has a lot of coffee in, it. and it's it's like six months old at this point. Like it really sat around for a while. Um, it was like yeah. a sh- pre-shutdown creation that it, aged for a while.
2: No, it's it's hit that right sweet spot where where it's all the flavors are just
3: just right. Mm-hmm. And it's oh. And I've got a keg of it just sitting back right now, waiting for a um, waiting for a me <laughs> one year anniversary party um, of that beer. So do a one year release of it too.
2: I think yeah, I think that'll that that'll probably hold pretty well. Um, but no, it's it's been pretty great. I I don't. How big
3: are these bottles? Twenty twos.
2: Twenty two. Yeah, I, I I have drank most of that as this episode mm-hmm. has gone on. Uh, I've got about yay much beer left. Oh, cool! So yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. Excellent. Uh, nice. Casey, uh, what have you been drinking?
3: Wine. So <laughs> red to the red wine. Red red wine. Does it make uh, you feel so fine? Well, I've only had a half bottle, so <laughs> <was> semi fine. Um, <laughs> let me put it this way: I have not lost all the aches and pains. <laughs> uh you give, you Pinot Noir. Time oh yeah i know right (laughs) i need the rest of the bottle to do that but then i have more aches and pains tomorrow um (laughs) pinot noir and i've got 2077 to play um i went down to trader joe's and bought a uh uh, i guess a case 12 bottles is a case in wine, i guess of um a lot of
2: wine more than i'll buy (laughs) <laughs>
3: um, well, it's back there uh, you, you can see it in the background um, But this was one that I accidentally bought Two bottles of, so I was like, well That's the one I'm drinking tonight uh, But I basically went through and bought Everything that Trader Joe's had That was their personal label That wasn't two buck chuck I bought it Um <laughs> And so uh, something of it like and that's not saying much because their wines range in price from $4.99 up to like $14 total per bottle. So, I mean, it's not like it's a crazy amount of money or anything like that. But I was like, I want to have one of every style of the house because it's very difficult for me to find first off cheap wine around here. But just if I need wine, I'd like to just be able to go grab a bottle, and I don't have the bankroll to be able to say, "Oh, <laughs> let me stock my wine closet with thirty-dollar bottles."
2: Yeah, yeah. I have to imagine there. I don't know if there's a huge markup necessarily back home. I'd have to talk to Dad about that, but oh, from yeah. his his, there's, his there's... liquor store's running days, but like I, my my perception is back home, the idea is like, "Oh, wine is a uh, hoity-toity." You can you can increase we'll that up. up
3: yeah um decoy is a brand that in this region specifically you know you'll see it at 45 dollars a bottle and in lexington you'll see it at 25 dollars a bottle huh. i mean it's an unreal difference between the two
2: it's yeah wa- <sighs> wine's real cheap around here
3: yeah, yeah. And, and especially i mean the biggest part of wine cost is taxes to be perfectly honest um when you're paying wine taxes, you're paying you know, two to three dollars a gallon instead of on beer, you're paying two to three dollars per barrel. And so, yeah, we're three dollars and fifty cents per thirty-one gallons right now at beer. It'll probably go up to seven dollars in the new year. But either right.
1: way, yeah, I was hearing that there, there's rumblings that beer is going to get taxed a lot more.
3: Yeah, it'll be doubled. Um, the taxes on beer will. <sighs> That's. But, I mean, whenever you're talking about 31 gallons, you, you're, you're raising the difference of a dollar per, or sorry, 10 cents per gallon difference. So it's not a huge deal for us. I mean, we would like to have that money, but at the same time, we're not Budweiser where you're dealing in a $3 that's, difference is billions of dollars for them. That's true. Screw them. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: That's so. uh. That's a t-shirt for you, Brittany. (laughs) Budweiser. Yeah. Screw them.
0: I mean, everybody has that t-shirt, really. Do
2: they? I don't see it, because I'd wear it. But yeah. Uh, Hmm.
3: Subscribe and get some great resources at (laughs) haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv.
2: Yeah, and you can tell tell us your favorite drink. Ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. Use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com dot com, or uh, use the feedback page on the website. Messages on Facebook. DM us on Twitter.
1: <laughs> whatever one. you want to do. I don't know if, if you're Slot messaging to them us DMs. Instagram. If you're messaging us about some kind of ad partnership, we get it's it's hard to get us all to like listen to your show <laughs> to get onto that so we apologize sorry it's (laughs) not a deliberate like shunning of you it's just that there are many of us with varied schedules and not everyone can set aside two hours to listen to a single episode of your podcast so yeah that happens sometimes but all drinking fun aside I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly yes well
0: uh Usually we'd say check us out another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And that's not totally wrong, but also the next live episode is going to be a special one because it'll yep. be the New Year's Eve episode. So, uh, <laughs> New Year's, the, Year's you, you episode. Went
2: <laughs> I said you almost went like Oprah there. <laughs> it's the New Year's
0: Eve episode! <laughs> no. uh, oh yeah,
1: New Year's Eve coming at ya.
0: There we go. All right. Well, uh, so, um, yeah. Macho madness. Sky's (laughs) the limit. All right. So, uh, remember to check out the New Year's Eve stream. Seriously though, uh, diamond club, because, uh, it also supports, uh, children's miracle network. There's a huge extra life push, uh, during that stream. So yay. Uh, definitely be there to support either us or, you know, anybody during that stream. There's a lot of people going to be involved. Uh, so, um, also, but as far as us is concerned, uh, our show. There's uh, Patreon.com/slash Have a Drink Show, and there's also haveadrinkstore.com a uh, where you can get shirts, phone cases, pillows, etc. Um, Such
1: That's as true. polish the copper. Coming <laughs> soon mean, to the Have it. a Drink Store.
0: I can make that tomorrow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Vince Price. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> head oh, head